His explanation of Sef Yitzir is referring to the parts of the body, and then what's very rare for the Kazari is to talk about things which are al Pikabada, and the Sirat next. He says, V'oyit ki yesh le'varim, sh'hem lematim me'akrum ha'chaylek soy. The parts of the body which are beneath the diaphragm, that's what he calls the krum ha'chaylek, the muscle wall which separates the middle of the body, he said there's a soy, there's a secret over here. The Teva Rishon is the first nature, the other Rishon is the first thing to be created. The Oyla Mateva is a part of the body which <coughs> relates to this world. Oyla Machaim is the part of the body which is, so to speak, the, connects to the life force of the person. The top part of the body, which means above the diaphragm, is the heart and the life. The lower part of the body is all the parts of the body which connect to this world, which is the atom, uh, the diet, the all the digestive organs. As we saw last time, we're just like we find in the top part of the body, there's a differentiation between the person's mind, which is because of Adam Adibur, and the, the upper part of the chest, that's the next, and the diaphragm separates between the two parts of the body. Okay, that's where he saw. Now it comes to what he calls the side. This is Vamoitim Rishanim Shem Oyla Mateva Vishlam Sharashava. We're going to find first the last things which come from the Oyla Mateva. And that's where the Sharashava is. That's where a person starts being created from. So, just like uh, we said, the organs which are connected to digestion are in the lower part of the body. Same thing explains that the organs which are connected to creation of a person is also in the lower part of the body. But by man and by lady, that, that the function of, of reproduction is in the other part of the body too. Which is an interesting point. He says that you see that the, what's negated to the physical world is more centered beneath the diaphragm. And then he says, when it comes to the carbonus, Besides for the oil, obviously, where the entire carbon is brought in the Mizbech, but all the other carbonus were only certain parts of the carbon brought in the Mizbech. So, what were the parts which were in the Mizbech? The Chaylev, the Chloris, the Yaseris HaKovit, which means the kidneys, the fats, and the, the tail by some of the animals, and Yaseris HaKovit, the part underneath the liver, the fat under the liver, that's all in the lower part of the body. That was that was burnt. That was burnt <coughs> by the shlamim, by the chatos, by the ashram, by all the carbonus. The part that is burnt is always the lower parts, the fat, and like I said, the kidneys and the clothes. We don't find that Hashem ever asked them to burn the brain of the heart. That was never the emurim. Below bacha, below, below b'mayach, below b'reh, below b'krum. Hashem didn't ask to bring them his bech, the heart or the brain or the animal or anything else. Tafka the fat, even though that would seem to be the most physical part, the most, the least ruchni uh, part of an animal. But that tafkar Hashem wants the Mizbech. Why would it be like that? So he says, omuk It's a very deep secret. But Pirish also, and I can't, he says, the king, I'm not allowed to explain it to you. Because v'kvar ne'mar, ain't doshim b'sef yitzir, ere b'tznai. There's conditions to b'sef yitzir. And a few people that are already on the level to understand the oymak of b'sef yitzir. Which, like I said at the beginning, this is one of the very few references that you find in the Kazari to the fact that he was aware of or dealt with the world of the of the side, the world of Kabbalah. Yeah, he's Miramis to it, but he doesn't explain it. He tells the king, basically, I'm not allowed to teach it to you. Okay, so obviously that's fixed our curiosity. What is the side? He doesn't want to tell us. 
threat. What does it say? It doesn't want to tell us that. And why attack is it like that? Now that we see the observation that is really true, all the parts of the animal which were eaten were the top part of the animal. All the parts of the animal which were burnt, the lower part of the animal. The chayyim should be the other way around. The higher part of the body should be what's sacrificed to Hashem. And if anything, the lower part of the body should be the part which is eaten. Why? Because that's something which is more Kaddish, which is used for a more Kaddish purpose of bringing this back, and something less Kaddish, which should be used for a more mundane purpose of people eating it. And you see, it's not like that. The part of the body which is burnt is after the lower part of the body. Like we said, the tail, the kidneys, the fats, that's all the, the, the lower area of the body. And the part which is left to be eaten is the higher part of the body. Why was it like this? It's not clear. The Torah talks about don't eat the chaylev. It doesn't mash, it's not mashma that it's because it's inedible. The mashma is because of something which was dedicated to Hashem. Called chaylev Hashem, and that's why one can't eat the chaylev for something which is meant, so to speak, to be given to Hashem. Wouldn't I not want to eat it anyway? Probably, it's probably disgusting. Uh, People will choose fatty meat because it's, it's more. Right. It's, isn't this actual just the fat or it's meat? There's both. There's the fat, which is what you call the chaylev, the chaylev aprasa. It's just a wall of fat which covers the middle, the, round, the intestines of the animal. I don't think I don't think that can be eaten. When it gets to the kliyos and the chayev of the kliyos, that's salt today. Kidneys are salt for sure. If it's not not bias because it's crap, maybe you can't, eat, you can't deal with it. But in the non-Jewish world, for sure it's not eaten. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's a that's the question. Well, what what was unique about what this was brought? Dark as the carbon, and this all okay, will be the will be megara the side. And the side is like this. The side is that the idea of Avodah, the idea of Avodah, of serving Hashem, means that what justifies something is being created is the fact that it's used in the service of Hashem. And if that's the case, however high we're going to pitch the level of, where, of what can serve Hashem, so that anything lower than that doesn't really have a function to play. In other words, if we could only serve Hashem with things on a certain level, what we're really saying is that anything lower than that doesn't really have a function which can be used in future mind. And therefore, paradoxically, the, more, the lower something is that can be used to serve Hashem means we're including more of the Bria in Avodah Hashem. And therefore, you come to Beis HaMikdash, there was, it wasn't just the service of people. We involved the animals, we involved the birds, we involved the plants. Whether it was by the menachos, or by the nisachim, or by the oil, we involve even inanimate things. There was the salt, for example, which was brought in every carbon. Uh, and, the, and the idea was that you want to use all the different water, you want to use all the different chadakim in Avodah And therefore, yes, even though you say, what is the benefit of using everything in the world, animal world, or the plant life, or whatever it's going to be, as part of the Avodah? The answer is exactly the opposite. The fact that we can incorporate more of the world in Avodah means it's, uh, it's a big, it's, so to speak, more utilizing the world as for its cost. If we would only be able to use things on a much higher level to say Hashem, then that's the case. So then it basically means that anything lower than that is purposeless. And therefore, when we're going to talk about the, the animal, just like we're going to talk about different things in the brain, we talk about the animal as a unit. So then if we only be able to use the brain of the animal, that's on the carbon, or something like that, what you're already saying is that the rest of the animal has no, no purpose, no, no role to play in Avodah Hashem. It's, it's, it's too low. And therefore, Dafka, by using the, the lower part of the animal, the chalavim and the kidneys and the tail, whatever it is, the end of the animal, that shows that bats and this can also be used as part of Avodah Hashem. 
and therefore it's, it's true that uh, the, those kaiches, which I mean, those parts of the animal which are brought as a carbon, dafka come from the lower chelik of the body, but it's specifically like that. It's specifically like that because that means that we can incorporate that in our various Hashem as well. Right, that's the. Uh, that's something which was only in the base of Mikdash. Today, we as people can serve Hashem, but we can't use the world the same way. We don't have a way to serve Hashem with animals today, particularly. Maybe we can eat them for Shabbos, maybe that's something which is similar to our Hashem, whatever it is. But to use them directly to serve Hashem, we don't have the same opportunities. That's what's uh, part of the matter of the base of Mikdash, is that it would, it would give us the opportunity to, to utilize everything. As something which could be used as a vegetation in some way. And this is supposed to directly parallel the lower part of the human body also? Right, it's only the lower part of the human body. And that's an important point as well because when a person thinks, how can a person serve Hashem? So naturally a person thinks of using his mind or maybe using his heart, using his feeling, thoughts or using his emotions to serve Hashem. But the idea of using even parts of the body which are by nature much more involved in the physical processes. And that should also be used somehow to serve Hashem. So that's a, that's a big Yechidosh, but that's possible too. And that's a, what Dara Mech tells us to do, in a few from Sokim. There's Nabodos Hashem, which is the whole cry by Hashem Kocha. Baruch Yinafshes Hashem, the whole cry by the Kravayim of the intestines. So Baruch Yinafshem, Baruch Hashem, the whole cry all everything, every part of me, the whole cry by Hashem Kocha, just like Kolat Smoisai. I want to use every part of my body to serve Hashem. It shouldn't be Jafka that uh, only only a certain part of the person is able to do that. Okay, so that's the... Uh, that's How do we do that nowadays? We put such an emphasis on Limit Atayra, really, and this... How do we do anything else? Everything a person does in the world can be done with Kedusha. And if it's done with the, as, with the right intention of Kedusha, it becomes part of the Hashem as well. How does one use his kidneys? Like, how do you use your kidneys for anything? What's interesting that he brings this is because this is the the, the what this was the big argument between uh, the Persians philosophy and Torah philosophy. In other words, the Persians also understood that the person's mind and the person's intellect and even the person's heart, his feelings, can be used uh, for something spiritual. But the person's understood, but the lower part of a person's body, which is uh, is physical, more physical parts of his body, which don't have that same connection to the world of the Ruach or the world of the Neshama, so then that's not meant to be used for spirituality. And, uh, and not just not meant to be used for spirituality, the persons believe that there were two different forces running a person. There's a spiritual part of the person, there's a physical part of the person. And therefore, and this is what the Gemara says, that the Amgushi, which means the Persian holy man, whatever they called him, uh, wizard or priest, whatever he was called, told Rabbi Gamliel, and he said, from the diaphragm up, he shaykh to Ahormin, which is the name for Hashem. So the, the top part of the body, which is the mind, the mouth, the heart, is all shaykh to Hashem, that's something spiritual. The lower part, which means the digestive and the reproductive systems, is shaykh to Hormuz, which means the shaykh to the Kaychara. So the person is synthesis of good and bad, the top part of his body is shaykh to good, the bottom part of the body is shaykh to bad because then that's what they understood. A person can use the top part of his body for good, but the bottom part of the body is only used for bad, and therefore there's, there's, there's a, so to speak, two halves, two halves of the person which uh, synthesize, which don't work together. 
This part of the verse is good, that part of the verse is bad. So what's the real answer to him? And so the other answer is, again, you, you're starting with the person with the wrong ashkafas, but how are you going to prove him wrong? So Gabriel said to him, is if that's the case, why is the mouth in the top part of the body? Eating, is, and his understanding, is part of a physical system. So a person should, so to speak, take in food from somewhere lower down in his body. Why is it coming from his mouth? His mouth is part of the upper system. Or the words of the Gemara, Hara is a hormone, which means what he called the spiritual part of the body, allow hormones, which is the physical part, to, let, to take food, food through his territory. And what was the Raya that Rangalina was trying to show from that? And that is, there isn't two parts of the body. It's, uh, if a person eats with their mouth, it means that that's, part, that's also something which can be used in a spiritual way. And if that's the case, it's not just the mouth. The mouth is part of a system. And if eating is part, it can be used for something spiritual, then the whole system can be used for something spiritual. It's just an example. It's just an example. That's, that's why he brings it over here. And he says that you should understand that uh, that's the side omak that after the lower part of the body is used for the Kubitbeach because it's a lesson for us to learn that's also meant for our decision. Okay. Why is that a why is that a side omak? That seems pretty straightforward. It's meant to teach you a lesson that the lower parts of the body are meant for spiritual lesson. Why does he call it Afghan yeah, side? Yeah, side Amok. So, firstly, maybe, I mean, I'm giving you a it could be that he meant more than the two. Much more. Which we're not aware of, I don't know. Um, but the, the, this already is a Kiddush. It's a Kiddush which maybe for us we used to, but for, for like I said, for people coming from that philosophy, they definitely weren't used to that. It was a stereotype to them. And as we, saw, we find this by Bidam and Russia, which was a person that didn't understand things, we find the same idea as well. The Gemara says that when Bilam saw that Kilo, the Maisa Bia, can be a Maisa Mitzvah, he was t- and he said that Kodesh Baruch was minded of the essential Yisrael. So it says, uh, it's Tama, he says, how can Hashem's Kodesh be involved in such a thing? Me, Mana, Afa, Yaakov, and Mitzvah is Rebbe Yisrael. So that Chazal explained, Mitzvah is Rebbe Yisrael means that Kodesh Baruch knows about how many times Kodesh Yisrael involved in Maisa Rebbe, which means the Maisa Bia. And then the Gemara says itself, Bidam was like, how will Hashem is Kodesh be thinking about that or be involved in such a thing? And as a result of that, Hashem punished him and made him blind. That's what the Gemara says. And, uh, but you see that Bidam also can understand that. How could it be that something which is, in his mind, something which is completely non Kodesh could be something which could be elevated to the stage of Kodesh that Hashem would be interested in it? That's the same idea, that's part of the same set. Okay, so that's what the first Monday says. Now, now he's going to explain the idea of 3712 in space. That's why I got the first one, he's going to explain it in space. This is going to be a brief what he's going to say. And that is, <coughs> the three, the, we said the first point is 3, it expands to 7 and expands to 12. In space, 3 is the 3 dimensions. The 3 dimensions. So the first starting point is that you can go, there's, there's the the three dimensions something can go in. That's before anything is extra, uh, has been built. But the Matthias is that it has the it has breadth, height, width, whatever it's going to be, that it has three dimensions in which it's going to exist. That's the starting point. The starting point is the three dimensions. We always talk about this in Kabbalashim. We know that Hashem Hashem built the world with was Yud Vav Tara Ben Hay. Now, what what do they represent? So we always say Yud is a point. It's a starting point. Vav is already one dimension, it's a line. 
So we have a vertical, uh, uh, like the medium of the up down, the, the vertical dimension, that's the second step. Then Hashem is that makes the second dimension. So now we have the vertical and we have the horizontal as well. And again, two lines, which means they're going both directions. That gives us two dimensions. And then the hay. And what Arizal says is that even over hay we see the dot, but it's not another, but it's not meant to be another line going down parallel to the first one. It's given that the line is a depth. And therefore, if you see the point, which is the end of that line, you see this, the, the, the tip of it, but really it's the third dimension, which is the line going in the third, like, so to speak, inward. Which is why the Arizal writes. When a person writes the hand in Sefateria, you shouldn't write it like a straight line like the first one. You should write it like a, like a pointed inwards. Again, to show you that this is the third dimension. So the idea of Yud, well, that hey, is like Hashem starting with a point and then creating three dimensions from that. And there is a right. So when a person writes the hey in the Shem Hashem, as I said, it's right a little Yud in the corner, then take off the pen. Then extend it so I'm going down, that's the book. Then roll it around across, is the dotted, and then after to the last point, it's just the head. So Hashem creates dimensions. So the starting point is three in space because in space you have three dimensions. That's the uh, that's the uh, three. If that's the case, what's the seven? So this is something the Zara talks about when it talks about the Hechel Akoyedish From those three, we get six directions. The starting point was three, but from the three, we have six directions, which means anything, any object you take in the world has six sides to it: up and down, forwards, backwards, and right and left. Right, whatever dimension it's going to be, there's always going to be. From those three, any three-dimensional object is going to have six sides, which are the six uh, six directions, if you call. And then there'll be the points in the middle. And when any object you have has the six sides facing out, and all the different like all different directions, like we said, and then the, the, the middle of it, which is called the Heichel Akedish Ramsa. That's how three turns into seven. What's the Heichel Akedish? The middle point. The Heichel is like it's, the the object provides, so to speak, the. The, the heichel, which means the, the setting or the, the space for the middle of it. So any object has the six sides facing out and the middle, and the points in the middle. Now that, that's how Hashem creates space. We still get to the twelve. Therefore, the, therefore, just in the first idea of vectors, the signs of how space develops, so again, the, the starting point is creating the three dimensions, and then the next point is going to be that everything you have has the three dimensions, and therefore has six sides, it has a middle, as we within the item itself, which is called the Hechel Memsa. Now, the next point based on this, the Zara says that that's the concept of the six days of the week in Shabbos. The six of the week are the six days facing out in different directions, and Shabbos is a point in the middle. And that's why a person's you go out to do in every direction during the week, but in the Shabbos you come to the middle point. That's going, so then therefore Shabbos doesn't go out. It's not, a, it's not focused on one of the directions going out, it's rather focused on the point in the middle, which is the, the center point. And that encompasses all six? Because they meet over there, right? Right. They crisscross right at that point. That's the point it all starts from. That's what's called the, the heichel, you know, the starting point in the middle, from which everything emanates. That's what I'm saying, but, but that... That's the shayrish of all of that. Right. That's the shayrish, oh. Right. So that's the idea of... That's the idea of... In... in, in in, in space, I mean in time. The idea of Hashem creating time in a way which has six signs for time, which is six days of the week, and the middle point, which is the seventh, that's the same idea of the seven, the seven uh, points. That's why Shabbos is Mashbia on the, the coming week and also on the... Right, because I'm Dash Baba. the center point, which comes back to the start from. 
Okay, that's the uh, next point we're going to He talks about how in time we see a time idea of the six and uh, of the seven, three and the seven, of the seven, of the two, twelve. And then he's going to go back to explain where we see that concept, not in the organs of the body, but in the outside of the body. And so he says, Ahri Chama Shevet Furos, Shevet Slaus, the Shishit Stadim, Vayechal Kadesh, Vachomibam. So the six sides of anything, which are six slaus, and six uh, directions. And then the Chechla Kadesh is in the middle. That's where it starts from. That's the point. And we say the world, the world is built as an, a three-dimensional object which has the sides, but the center point of that, so to speak, comes from Hashem. That's the Kedusha. And that's what we see what Hashem will play next time. What he means? What's the Indian Nailaki which combines all the points in the middle, which uh, which becomes the seventh point? We have to in the Kud and the Merkas. We go across the Shoshana, every six-sided object that's meant to the center point is the seventh side. And then it comes on the Shlashem Shaykhim, which means the three dimensions which create the six-sided object. And then it starts with three and it becomes six, and the one in the middle which becomes the seventh. And they come together because of Oich, Tikva, Atayich, Tikva, Aksavis. If you don't have the middle point, you want to the sides. If you don't have the sides, you want the middle point, they come together. Okay, so that's the the Maila of the middle point is Vahira Erech. That the middle point is what combines all the different sides, which we'll find in space, in time, time and Shabbos, and Benefesh, by the person who's left explaining what these seven sides are by the person, and what the middle point which holds them all together. Right, we'll talk about next time.